Welcome to Community Union's Education Podcast with Martin and Rob. In this podcast short, we're going to look at workload in schools. We're going to look at what the Education Workforce Charter says about workload and wellbeing, consider Ofsted. And we're going to look at the administrative tasks that the government thinks teachers should not be doing. Hello and welcome to the Education Podcast Short in March. Don't forget, you can get in touch by emailing us on educationpolicy at community-tu.org. We'd love to hear from you because it's what our members say that make a difference to the work that we do. Now, as I said, for today's podcast short, we're going to focus on workload. The Education Workforce Charter was published in November 2021. This is a declaration of support for and a set of commitments to the well-being and mental health of everyone working in education in England. So that's support staff, that's teachers, administrative, site, clerical, catering, cleaning. Anyone who works in education in England is covered by the Education Workforce Charter. And all state-funded schools and colleges are invited to sign up to the Charter as a shared commitment to protect, promote, and enhance the well-being of their staff. And back in 2021, community, or voice as we were then, were asked to contribute to this staff well-being charter as well. Now, we are united in our view that improved well-being among staff is key. Staff are a precious resource and we should value them. We should value their well-being and their mental health. Supporting their mental health and well-being is a duty that should be shared by all. Not only is this a good thing itself, but it's also critical in recruiting and retaining high quality staff now and in the future. And this is particularly key at a time such as now where we have a burgeoning recruitment and retention crisis. But it's also crucial in securing better outcomes for our young people, including looking after their own well-being and mental health. So what does the Charter actually do? Well, the Charter sets out principles of shared understanding on the meaning and importance of well-being and everyone's roles and responsibilities to to preserve that. It aims to improve well-being in schools and colleges by encouraging accountability. And most importantly, it includes commitments on education staff's well-being by the DfE and Ofsted. According to the document, the DfE commit to designing in well-being and to consider the impact of policy change on well-being. It says that they will support the sector to drive down workload and improve how data is collected and that they will champion flexible working. Now, the DfE is not, in our view, doing enough to meet its own objectives. Indeed, the number of new policy updates that come out on a regular basis is enough to undermine all of the intentions of this workload charter. So what does Ofsted promise to do? Well, Ofsted has promised to ensure that inspectors take staff well-being into account and to review whether their framework is having inadvertent impacts on staff well-being. For example, creating unnecessary workload and taking steps to alleviate any issues. Now, it's important to be clear, by their own admission, the purpose of Ofsted is not to help schools to be the best they can. Rather, it is to inspect and regulate organisations and individuals providing education, training and care. 
and to report their findings directly to Parliament, parents, carers and commissioners. Note there is no mention of schools, teachers nor pupils in there. And again, it's our view that the burden of Ofsted and the state of ever readiness that some schools insist on their staff is unhealthy and the action needs to be taken to address this. In the light of recent tragic events, we have once again written to the government calling for the inspection system to be reformed. Community believe that inspection in its current form is not fit for purpose. Inspection should work for the school community, for the whole school team, and it should provide the necessary improvement advice and support to make those improvements possible. We want to see an end to one word outcomes. And we will continue to work with the government and the inspectorate to achieve these goals. You can read more about this on our website, which is www.community-tu.org. Earlier this week, the government announced some proposals on teacher pay and workload. Now, nine years ago, the Secretary of State, Michael Gove, recommended the removal of the list of administrative and clerical tasks that teachers should not be required to do. And at the time, we, along with other union colleagues, protested, advising the DfE that this would lead to cuts to support staff roles and an increase in workload, which could take teachers away from their primary role. Now, we know the creep has been slow. The freeze on staff pay, the pressure on school budgets and the cost of living crisis has seen more and more support staff leave due to redundancy or searching for better pay and less stressful working conditions elsewhere. It's not the fault of those who have left for whatever reason, but the result is nine years later, we have seen increased pressure for those who are left behind. So what should teachers not be doing? Teachers should not be routinely required to carry out administrative and clerical tasks because teachers are employed with a focus on teaching and learning. Some tasks are daily burdens, such as photocopying or filing, taking formal minutes at meetings, investigating student absence, for example. But tasks don't have to be done on a daily basis to be routine. Some tasks are less frequent, such as putting up wall displays or collecting money for lunch or trips. And many tasks are done only once a year, such as collating reports. These are still classed as routine and therefore shouldn't ordinarily be done by teachers. But what should teachers be doing? Well, teachers must follow the teacher standards. And we've covered these in the podcast before. But broadly speaking, these are the standards expected of all teachers, early career teachers and trainee teachers. The key features of this are that teachers are responsible for planning and delivering well-prepared and structured lessons which meet the needs of all pupils, managing behaviour appropriately, so following the behaviour plan, and making accurate and productive use of assessments. In short, teachers should be allowed to teach. This is why in our recommendations to the Independent Teacher Pay Review Body, we have been calling for PPA time to be increased to allow teachers to fulfil these duties within their working day and to minimise the impact on their home time. Rest assured, what we will be doing is continuing to meet with the DfE and government officials to represent your views. Community is a member-led organisation and we will continue to survey members and meet with you and listen to you so that your opinions contribute to our response. 
And on that note, it's the end of our podcast short today. Please, if you've got any comments or feedback, do get in touch with the podcast. You can email us on educationpolicy at community-tu.org. You can follow us on social media for news, shared content and resources. If you need any help or advice, please visit our website, www.community-tu.org, and check out our frequently asked questions, advice centre and information sheets. If you're a member and you need casework support, then please contact your regional team or give us a ring. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Please tell everybody to join us next time for another education podcast.